Hey guys, welcome back to episode 12 of The Change Up. I am Owen Holmgren, joined once again by my friends Taylor West and Teddy Conover. And today we're going to do a World Series review. But first, I'm going to ask Taylor, how do we do on our picks? So, Owen, to wrap up the postseason, what was a kind of tragic postseason for you in picks, you ended on a high note. You picked the Dodgers as well as I did. Ted picked the Rays in his wishful thinking heart pick um, that ended up costing him the uh, ended up costing him the title of the of the uh, playoff pick winner to probably the person that knows least about baseball in this group being me. Um, but yeah, those were our picks. Well, Taylor, I think your uh, wishful thinking pick title was aptly described. Um, that was exactly what it was. And hey, you know, we went down swinging. Um, and, oh, you and didn't I, no. You didn't. Willie Domus took a fastball right down the middle. You know what I meant. Uh, <laughs> they, were not, they were not swept. Um, and we gave it our best, our best shot. Um, I think we may as well get into analysis. Honestly, you know, while, while the Dodgers won, and I think I watched every game, and oh, and I believe you watched pretty much every game. Yeah. Um, I will say this. While the Dodgers won, I did, you know, sort of become a part of one of the greatest sports moments I've ever witnessed in Saturday night's game four ending. Um, you know, Brett Phillips coming off the bench as a pinch hitter. We'll probably talk about this several times throughout the podcast because it was maybe the best moment of all of it might be the entire podcast. It's been a, it's been a rough year, um, and uh, and and game four sort of salvaged part of it. Um, but Brett Phillips coming off the bench and you know getting that single into right field, and and Randy coming around third, tripping, and then getting up, <laughs> and then sort of sliding into home. As um, as Dodgers catcher could not hold on to the ball. That was just uh, uh, Owen and I. Uh, maybe we'll post that video to the changeup Instagram <laughs> because um, there was a there there is a recording floating out there of the two of us reacting live to it. And uh, honestly, I, I don't think that there's a better video anywhere in the world. Right. No, I think it's I think it's one of the better videos. Um, but I kept telling Teddy the whole series. I wasn't really necessarily rooting for a team. I had I wanted Kiermaier to win one. Um, because he's just been with the Rays for 10 years. I wanted Kershaw to win one because he needed one. I wanted Mookie to win another one. I was just looking for exciting games, and game four was one of the best baseball games I've and Teddy and I both have ever seen, ever. Right, right. I mean, say say Randy doesn't score, it's 7-7. There were still like 10 lead changes in that game, and probably not that many, but well, uh, and we're going to extras. That would have been an exceptionally compelling. Right. And going into that game, there wasn't a single lead change in the whole series in the first three games. It was just we're we, we're going to score a run, and then we're going to keep scoring more than right. you. Because games one and three were fairly dominated by the uh, Dodgers, and then Snell, of course, um, pitched great in in game two. And it, it may be time, yeah, yeah, Taylor. Um, yeah, and in the World Series, like it doesn't have to be interesting, and then, and that's the great thing about what has uh, happened over the last couple of years the last i'd say five world series have been you know some great world series i i think 2018 in particular will rival as one of the like greatest world series ever in the ted was it game six right am i right about that 12 yeah, 11 have the right year back. wrong which who are, which are you thinking of I'm thinking of 2017, the, the year the Astros won. And, yeah, yeah, 2017, yep. Yeah, and that was awesome. And then last year um, with the, I mean, with the Nationals winning for the first time in franchise history. And th- this year was, it was, um, I, yeah, and with that game, it really made it interesting to watch. But, you know, the Dodgers, it seemed like we're the better team um, 
pretty. I will pretty admit that, you know, watching it closely, I, I totally agree. The Dodgers bats were ridiculously consistent. Seager, Justin Turner, who I think was having not his best regular season, uh, mm-hmm. went absolutely off in the World Series. He deserves a lot of credit. Muncie was hitting it well. Um, Mookie Betts, I mean, uh, Owen's going to have a spiel about this later, but he's you know he might be the best player in baseball. Um, and then Walker Bueller was was just so impressive. He um, he he and Snell for the Rays just were um, were dominant. I think is is yeah. there. Snell in Game Six had nine strikeouts um, before. <laughs> Before being pulled in the what, what did he go? Five, he went five and a third, gave up two. So he went five and a third. He had nine strikeouts. He was at 73. He was at 73 pitches. Now, Blake Snell all season, I don't think, went past six innings because um, our buddy Kevin Cash, who I said was the was the best manager in baseball. Hey, hey, he's an analytical guy. He likes analytical his analytics. Guy. And most of the time, like 99% of the time, he's very good. And the analytics support the right decision and everything ends up working out for Kevin. This was one of the worst decisions I don't know I've ever seen. Maybe right, right, and, and you so, know maybe it's easy. It's easier for us to say that in hindsight, right? We're utilizing our psychological hindsight bias as an AP psychology student. I can tell you what that is, and uh, <laughs> and with that though, you and I both said immediately before another pitch was thrown, this is a terrible decision. Yes, because because it was. I mean. It, you just got to manage based off of feel at that point. You can't go to numbers. It's Snell was, that was probably the most dominant performance of the world series from a starting pitcher and probably the whole postseason. And this isn't the first time like this, is this has been, I saw a tweet. I don't remember who it was, but this was, a, this is a thing that's been happening in the past, like three world series, 2018, Alex Wood got pulled. Um, it wasn't Alex Wood. I can't remember who it was. Um, I don't know. He was the Dodgers pitcher against the Red Sox. He got pulled after seven, seven shutting and the Dodgers were up four, nothing. And then the, the Red Sox ended and Red Sox oh, ended game four. I, yeah. I remember that. I can't, what was Rich Hill? It was Rich Hill. Rich Hill was absolutely dominating. And the Red Sox hit scored eight runs in the last three innings off of the, um, off of the, off of the Dodgers bullpen, Pedro Baez, Teddy and <laughs> Teddy. And I talk a lot about Pedro Baez. And Dude, uh, you, you say the Dodgers bullpen is amazing and I'll give you, um, you know, Urias, if he's coming off the bench or, uh, Gonzalez is his name, right? Um, but yeah, but, but Jansen and, um, and Pedro Baez were not impressing me at all. I, I honestly thought the Rays, the Rays bullpen, our homie Petey Fairbanks, um, I think was, was more impressive. He had a bunch of movement yeah. to his basketball. Okay. And to be fair, Dustin May is part of the, the, um, True. Dodgers bullpen. Technically. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, it's a whole thing. Bullpen, what does that even mean? I, I, it, was, it was an interesting dynamic, too, that they really – so the Rays, you know, committed to three starting pitchers. Yeah. Um, Snell, Glasnow, and Morton. And I think they started each game uh, because – unless uh, – game five. I Yarbrough think was, started. Yeah, Yarbrough. They go Snell, Glasnow, Morton, and then they go Yarbrough for, like, two innings, and then they go right. bullpen day. Right. Those, those off games for the, for the really good starters are kind of weird in that you just have so many – um, you know, different things going on uh, with the pitchers. And then the Dodgers were, uh, were you know, Kershaw Gonsolin started a little bit. Yeah, Kershaw uh, and Bueller. And then and then it was normally like Gonsolin and then May would go right. uh, a good amount. Right. It was, and, it was, and it worked. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was tough to see because um, a guy like Charlie Morton, who had been like just so dominant throughout the entire postseason, you know, he had an off night, I think, in game three, I want to say. 
Um, and then, you know, you're getting the typical Glasnow fashion going 0-2 with a over nine ERA. So, yeah. yeah. So, Owen, I think, uh, I think you, you need to stop, you, you need to stop engaging your cognitive dissonance. He, he's not very good. I mean, like the man, the man had an over 4.5 ERA in the regular season this year. You know, maybe he's not clutch as Taylor was saying. I don't think he's that good at all. I mean, 2019, yes. In a full season, last full season, the last full season we saw, excuse me, he had an under two ERA. That needs to be commended. Okay. That's exceptional. But why are we not able to repeat that? He got a number of starts in this year's regular season. Are we just going to write it off as fake? It seems kind of disingenuous. Right, are we talking about Tyler Glass now? I kind of missed it. I'd imagine we're talking about he's got some of the nastiest stuff. And I'll give it to you. He has struggled. Use it. Use your nastiness. He, that's the thing. He's not like he is he doesn't know how, it looks like he doesn't know how to use it. He's just walking every, he's just walk after walk. Like he throws 102. He can paint 102 on the black and you have no chance of hitting it. He's just got to do it more often. Right. And, and his curveball literally spins more than any other pitcher ever. More than anyone. And he still, he, I don't know. He just struggled. I think he walked like six guys in that game. Yeah. I think, so I think Taylor's right. I think he, he, he was kind of struggling this year. Um, and maybe I'm, I'm, I'm wrong that he's bad, but I, I like a, f- a bright future for Tyler Glass now. I think he's young. He's, he's, he's got long hair. Um, and um, you know who I, I don't like a bright future on for the Rays, at least, is, uh, is Blake Snell. I think I, I heard um, uh, the, the guest on the pod last time, Rob Hubeck, say that if you're, if you're Blake Snell, when your contract is up after uh, 2022 or 23, why do you want to stay with the Rays to mm-hmm. make less and not pitch very often. I, 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 I agreed with it. And, and, you know, maybe, maybe I'm, I'm being too shallow here, but um, I, I could see that. Right. Cause it's either, yeah. I think it's either this year or next year is a contract year for Snell. Um, and he is 100% deserving of a massive, I mean, he was, oh, man. people he is unbelievable. He was like a little bit hurt last year for part of it. And then he wasn't great, but people forget he was Cy Young in 2018. That was an, an incredible year, 2018. And he's proven to be the best pitcher on one of the best pitching staffs in baseball. Yeah. And I mean, he, watching him yeah. for this postseason, he ranks for me pretty high in MLB pitchers. I mean, I have him top 10. He and Bueller were, were just unbelievably good for like every game. Yeah. What's, what's the appeal of playing in Tampa? That's the other thing. Like you're right. playing on the worst ballpark in baseball with a, <laughs> with a Florida fan base that is in, very, a, in, a, in a retirement city. Yeah, exactly. It, it's, it's really, I mean, it, I completely commend the Rays for having, you know, a great team this year and making it to the world series, but I feel like you're not going to get those guys that are going to stay around too long, like Evan Longoria, um, because they, one, they can't sign him and two, I Tampa would probably be the last place I would want to play. Right. But to their credit, that's always been the case. And they've still managed to do this. That's I mean, that's that's a huge um, advantage for them in that they are so ridiculously good at developing talent and also sort of, you know, winning ball games for the majority. While we did criticize Kevin Cash, rightfully so um, for his game six decision, he's an exceptionally good manager and he wins a lot of games when, you know, maybe his his talent on his team isn't as good. They beat the Yankees like a bunch of times this year. And while the Yankees were struggling with injuries, still it's impressive. And can can we give some props? You talk about the farm system. The Rays have, for a while now, have one of the best farm systems in baseball. They traded away a deteriorating Chris Archer in in 2018, and in return got Tyler Glasnow and Austin Meadows. 
in the same deal for a Chris Archer who you could just tell from years past that he wasn't the same as, as the dominant Chris Archer was in like 2016, 2015. And, and they, they, they got Tyler Glasnow and Austin Meadows. And I think that speaks a lot to, at the time they had Heim Bloom, who's now the GM of the, of the Red Sox who traded away Mookie Betts, which was, you know, that was probably the worst decision he's ever made, but, but the Rays front office has always been like, we're going to win now. It's not like, it's not like, um, I'm going to use the Red Sox again because that's just because of who I know. It's like Dave Dombrowski, for example. He's like, we're going to win now, and then we're going to be bad for five years. And that's how he did it. 2013, we're going to win, and then we're going to suck for the next few years. 2018, we're going to win, and now we're now we're bad again. Um, and that's just how he did it. And and, and you got to give props to the Rays because the Rays are like, we're going to win, and then we're going to sustain this winning culture sneakily for 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 a while. And I think that's – you got to give props to them for, for that. Right. So if we go back game by game, um, you know, we don't need to get too deep into, into each one, but game one, eight, three Dodgers with just a dominant performance from, uh, from, Kershaw. from, from, from oh, right, from Kershaw, yeah, right? Kershaw. And, and just, uh, you know, I guess at this point, expectedly bad performance from Tyler Glass now. <laughs> Six earned runs and six walks. Oh my god! I yeah. mean, then he peppers in. He still had eight strikeouts in that game, which is right. so he's, glass he's out. good if he can throw the ball over the plate. It's every just... every plate outcome is either a strikeout or a walk or a hit, <laughs> and that does kind of cover most of the. <laughs> that's usually how. A, really a guy, that's pretty much all you can get, Ted. A uh, plate appearance ends. Yeah, um, but but glass now seems polarizing in that. And then you go game two, and who comes in? Good old Blake Snell. How old is he? Is he like no game two? Um, was game two Snell? Oh, it was Snell. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, and he uh, he went four and two thirds with you know nine. two runs, still nine strikeouts. It's just ridiculous. I mean, watching him in game six, he uh, he he just gets a, a lot of strikeouts. I mean, it's just a, it's a, it's a talent. It's a Shane Bieber talent, but he's not the the occasional blow up that Shane Bieber can be at the same time. Right. Right. Um, game three was a similar, you know, not very close. Game two was six, four, but it wasn't really that close. The Rays were up six, two for most Yeah. Time. And then game three was the, was the Morton fall apart game. Man, that was so, so With sad and shocking to see. I mean, Owen and I came into that game thinking that the Rays could very much so take a two, one lead in the series mm-hmm. because the Dodgers had, um, Oh, the Dodgers did have Walker Buehler pitching. I forgot about that. But uh, and he of course did his usual struck out ten. six six innings, one earned on one walk. I mean, he, the guy is just unbelievable. He throws ninety seven with like with like a good good movement on some pitches. And uh, I I mean, he's young too. He's got a very young future. Um and and guess who homered in the bottom of the ninth of that game, Ted, for the race? Uh, it was it was Randy Rosarena. One it of the ten. Postseason home runs and postseason homers. Yeah, like 27, 28 hits. He set every record that there is. He's the Cuban Mookie Betts. Yeah, right. And 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 set every record for any player of all time in any MLB postseason. Yeah. Well, let's let's make let's. He did he did have a couple more games to do it. Well, well, did the race? No, the race was so. I guess one more game to do it. So. Right, and well, and, and he, they went five in the ALDS and seven in the ALCS. Yeah. So that helped. And that's another that's another that's another trade that the Rays made last year. They just stole him from the Cardinals. Mister Hubeck talked about this last podcast. They just took him from him for. They just gave him away. I don't see how you can give away a talent like like that. That's clearly there. And, and then game four, it'll <laughs> never it'll never be forgotten. I mean, 
it was, I think it was Urias versus, yeah, Urias Yarborough. So, you know, it's going to be a high scoring, like sweaty reliever, reliever game. Um, and just going over this, uh, looking back at the, the, the box score, it's absurd. It's, I remember the Justin Turner home run in the top of the first. Seager homer. Two, two outs, Seager homer. So it's two, uh, a Rosarena homer. So it's two one. And then Renfro hit that ball Dodgers. 450 feet. Right, right. Renfro, right. So it's three two Dodgers, four two Dodgers. And then the Lau, the Lau three run Jack. Oh, and we went opposite field to left center. We were like, I mean, we thought that might be the game when it, it's the bottom of the yeah. sixth. No, it was not. It was not the, the entire game. He had, he, um, Lau had three hits the whole series, every single one with a home run. Right. It was like three for 24, which isn't very good. Um, and then Peterson, you know, gets it up 6-5. Kiermeyer, the Kiermeyer homer, Mr. Ray. We were we were going nuts for that. And Mr. Uh, Mr. Mr. Ray. Oh, yeah. Teddy and I have, have come to the conclusion that Kevin Kiermeyer is Mr. Mr. Ray. Ray. And the one before is Mr. Devil Ray. Yes. And I, I, I'm forgetting. Carl Crawford is Mr. Devil Ray because right. he was – majority for of his career was was spent with the Tampa Bay Devil Rays right and Ryan Zimmerman is Mr. National so um, uh, yeah Seager one of his like infinitely many deep hits even when he got out it was like oh god it's a warning track like left field (laughs) bomb the guy is freaking how did none of us pick him as our Teddy who'd you pick as your MVP for the series Uh, I think Randy probably Um, Randy who would have won if right um and uh and it would have been deserved, but yeah, I mean, Seager is just a tall, handsome guy who hits the baseball <laughs> super often and super well. Super um, and then the bottom of the ninth, they they're down seven six with two outs and two strikes. And oh, and who came in to pinch hit? What? Who came in to pinch hit? Teddy. It was Brett Phillips. Now I want to make it clear that it wasn't a pinch hit. I remember watching again. I was FaceTiming Teddy during the game, and G Man Choi got onto second base uh, somehow, and they put in Brett Phillips to pinch run. And we were like, "Okay, so he's just going to run. He's not going to come up to the plate." And then, and then the Rays just they just do their classic Tampa Bay Ray thing, and they get some guys on, and then Brett Phillips facing Kenley Jansen of all people. You have Brett Phillips versus Kenley Jansen. Kenley goes, throws like a 92 mile an hour cutter in on the hands and Brett just pulls it out into right. And then the rest of the play is pretty much indescribable. It's just a lot of, it's just a lot of Chris Taylor bobbles it. Muncie throws it away. Well, Muncie, I, I Muncie had a bad throw. He like, I, I saw a breakdown of it. Um, and he was like originally going to throw it hard, but then he like saw out of the kinda, corner of his eye that Randy slipped. So he kind of like hesitated. And and Will just, like, Smith kind of shifted like a, foot to the left right 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 after the throw mm-hmm. which was not a good decision clearly yeah and then and then brett phillips and kevin kiermeyer were trying to like airplane around the outfield <laughs> both, like lost their breath it was just it was just a moment to remember and like the very next day the dodgers just like handle their business in game five i mean it it it, it was we were was we perfect. were hoping for a bottom of the ninth comeback i think that the rays had one or two men on. They had a chance. Uh, who was it? Somebody let off. Manny Margot let off with a single in the ninth off of Blake Trinan, and then Trinan's like struck out the next three guys. Yeah, and Kershaw, to his credit, he he pitched great in he's, that game. He uh, he's the man. He yeah. is the man. He might be five the greatest. And two, five and two thirds, two earned. I, that would qualify as a uh, a good a quality start. I think is the statistic. Yes. Um, and of course, Glasnow Taylor. What did he do? Well, he went five with four earned, three walks, which is not which is not great. 
Um, just uh, maybe dare we say a, a classic Glasnow start at this point. Um, and then, and then, you know, game six, Snell, uh, it, it was just. Dominant. Dominant. There's, 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 nothing, there's nothing to be said about it. And then Mookie Betts comes in. I know th- there was, it was two one because of just the ineptitude of Kevin Cash. Uh, <laughs> there was like a wild pitch. Um, and, and, and then, and then Mookie Betts comes in in the bottom of the eighth and kind of seals it. And oh, yeah. Start screaming. I mean, you gotta win. Like, listen to this, right? So, so the 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 Rays have Snell going, and Snell is is on fire. But, but even after you take him out, the Rays went up against Gonzalez, Floro, Alex Wood, Pedro Baez, Victor Gonzalez, Bruce Argaro, Julio Urias. You got to get at least at least you got to get more than one run off of those guys. And it was a first inning homer from Randy. Right, and and we got a hit off of Baez, but then we struck out the next guy. Yeah. Um, to his credit. So yeah, it was, it was a tough scene. Um, I, I loved, I loved rooting for the Rays. Oh, and deep down, I know you were rooting for the Rays. Um, I, I kind of was. Yeah. I just, and, it just made me the whole series by the end of the series. It just reminded me like, let's, why did, why did we, why did we trade away a trade away a generational talent? Like he, Mookie was, was already on, on track to be one of the best Red Sox of all time. He was pretty high up on the list, but I mean, he was clearly. I, 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 before, at, the, at first, I was like, "Well, I mean, that's a lie." At first, I was devastated and I wanted to cry, and then I did cry, and then I kind of got over it. You know, Verdugo was a fun. Like Verdugo's fun, but he's not Mookie Betts. And then a couple like prospects that we got, like they're not. I don't know. It was just. It's just. You know, I'm happy for Mookie. Good for him. Um, yeah. Justin yep. and then Justin Turner gets COVID and then goes back out on the field for the celebration. You can't do that, buddy. Uh, you know what was a highlight was was Rob Manford getting booed. I had to say I, I really enjoyed that. Um, <laughs> Very aggressively, like it was. Yeah. He had to pause to wait for the booze for him to stop to keep speaking. Right, and then the next time we saw him, he just couldn't speak English. Um, he, he was really he was that was something that was yeah. a sight. Any, anyway, anyway, we've gone over this World Series. The 2020 season has passed us. Next season, let's hope. Um, looks like MLB is going to be a little bit more on track than the NBA. Um, and we're looking for 162 games. First of all, Owen, if Glasnow is bad next year, then he's bad because it's a real season. <laughs> second of yeah. all, second of all, I'm very excited to talk about our 2021 predictions. You know, let's start it off big. Owen, who's going to be the World Series in 2021? No, this is tough. I, I already know who Teddy's going to pick because Teddy's just going to pick. Wait, our, wait, 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 wait. We don't, we don't spoil it. I'm not going to tell you. I'm just Teddy's going to pick our, our favorite teams. He's probably already said it in the podcast before. Um, I'm just going to get the National League out of the way. And I think it's going to be the Dodgers again. <laughs> they're just, I don't want it to be. It's so boring, but they're just so good. And they were like far and away the best team of baseball. Like nobody was close. Like the Rays again on 40 wins. Dodgers had like three more wins than the Rays, but it was clear that the Dodgers were just a lot better. And then we switch over to the American League. It's you know I like the I like the White Sox right. And there's a lot of there's a lot of young. They're a very young team, and then they just sign Tony La Russa to be their manager. Hey man, three-time World Series champion, four-time World uh, Manager of the Year, including as recently as 2002, the year I was born. So he's a, he's a great manager. And the last <laughs> time he made a he last time he made a, a major league managerial appearance was the 2011 World Series with the with the Cardinals, which he won. Uh, you know, he won it. We will see you tomorrow night, Tony La Russa. We will see you tomorrow night, all thanks to David Freeze. 
But Tony, it's it's just a weird. You got a seventy six year old manager who hasn't managed in nine years with a bunch of like new 20, 23 year olds. It, it, the dynamic just doesn't really make sense to me. I uh, Alex Cora Owen, I you said it, and I just love the idea. Cora would have been perfect for the White Sox. He would have been the man. Like they would have won. They 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 could have. Are the Red Sox going to rehire him? He's. I really hope so. They're talking to him. They're 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 talking to him. I'm supposed to interview him later this week. And then Owen, oh, real quick, while this is diverting from World Series, because obviously they're not going to do it. Um, AJ Hinch to the Tigers. Uh, uh, I, yeah. I, it's just the guy doesn't deserve a job. He was so annoying. You know what I have to say about that move, Teddy? Arrogant, and the, the Tigers are bad anyway. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who cares? Exactly. Like, you have AJ. It would be like if Jim Harbaugh or some other pretentious head coach came back into yeah. the NFL for like the Jets. It's like, okay. And it's like AJ Hinch who, who six months ago was crying saying that the players bullied him into cheating. And now, yeah, go ahead, go manage the worst team in baseball, please. We don't want to, we don't, we don't want to see you ever again in the, in the public eye. Just, just, just get out. We don't care about you. Um, so from the American league, from the American league, it's really tough because it's kind of, I'm not going to take the Yankees, right? Uh, there's, there's no way I'm taking the Yankees. The Rays are going to be good again. Uh, the Blue Jays are going to be pretty good, um, but I don't think they're going to be. Shout out Mark Shapiro. But yeah, shout, shout out our guy, our guy, Mark Shapiro. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take the Oakland Athletics. I'm going to go Dodgers A's. I, I, I like the A's, a healthy Matt Chapman. Um, okay. A healthy Matt Chapman, uh, you know, they've got it. They've got a sneaky offense. Marcus Simeon's one of the best shortstops in baseball and they've got a good rotation. They've got a good pitching staff, a good young pitching staff. Jesus Lazardo is going to be going to be good next year. Um, they just got a lot of guys that I think, I think can win a championship and other, otherwise like they're going to win the AL West by a lot. They're going to, there's nobody really in that division. That's going to challenge them. Um, so yeah, I'm going to take that. I'm going to take the A's. Yeah. Owen, um, I, you know, I'm just going to start in the American league because that's where you finished off. Um, There are my, there's my playoff blacklist as you have your NFL blacklist in the Falcons and the jets. It's the twins, the A's and the white Sox. You can never pick them to win. And that's why I'm going with the New York Yankees because they're the best oh, team okay. in the American League. They're the best team oh, in the wait, American wait, League. Wait, 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 wait. Hey, so, so Taylor, Owen and I were having this conversation yesterday. Maybe the Yankees should be a blacklist team because how many times have they, have they had the best roster in the AL out of the past uh, 11 seasons? A bunch of times, and they've never won the World Series. They've they're, never even been. Like they been say it, they, you get all this hype. It's like, Boom. I remember posting something on my Instagram story a few years ago when they signed Giancarlo Stanton. It's like, yeah, guess what? We've got Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, and Gary Sanchez. Guess what that is this year? Gary Sanchez is awful. He is not. He is the worst. Giancarlo's bad. Giancarlo, Giancarlo and Judge can't stay on the field. Like, Aaron Judge is very good. He's one of the best players in baseball. But he can't stay on the field. And if he can't stay on the field, you're not going to win anything. Listen, he, he gets on base, and that's all that matters through my many rewatching. He gets on of... base for like 60 games a year, maybe. All right. Well, anyway, I, I, I like the Yankees. I think it's going to come out of the AL East. The AL East, I think, is the best division in baseball. You've got the Yankees, the Rays, the Blue Jays. And don't don't sleep on them. The Orioles could be decent next year with Adley You also didn't up. even mention the Rays, who just went to the World Series. I, I said the Rays. I said the Rays. Um, and, uh, and then you've got the Red Sox who, as Shapiro alluded to, we don't really know what they're doing with everything. Um, who yeah. knows if Chris Sale is going to be back to normal. 
Um, it, the, the concern is, is Erod. Yeah. Of his, heart, his heart condition. And then there's the national league. You know, I, I hate that I'm doing this because this was kind of a team on my blacklist kind of um, I'm going with the Padres. I think, um, I think, you know, they almost had it. They almost had enough talent. I just think the Dodgers, you know, they're, they're getting, they're getting like old in a way, in a sort of way. That's weird. Um, like they've had the same team. It's going to be like, could it be like the Cubs where you don't make any changes and you could just kind of downgrade, downgrade, downgrade into mediocrity <laughs> every year. Um, I don't think it will be like that, but I like the Padres. They're like with Tatis, Machado, Will Myers. They got a powerful lineup there. Yeah. So Taylor, you know, I'm going to love the Padres pick. Let's just, let's just quickly go over our options in the AL. So I like the, the athletics pick. Oh, and I don't, I, I kind of like it actually. Thank you. The White Sox. You can go with three. How can you, how can you blacklist the freaking White Sox? Are right. you kidding me? Luis Robert, Giolito, Tim Anderson, like a, a, a revitalized Jose Abreu, like win a playoff game. Luis Robert. Robert. Yeah, Robert. I said that. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're stout. And they're so fun to watch. And they're like all 23 years and old. I think that the AL Central is probably the best division of baseball. I'm going to disagree with Taylor on that. Right. Yeah. White so, Indians. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, those are three. I mean, maybe not the Indians anymore, but World Series teams. Um, listen to that. Listen to this. Last no, year they were 36 24, 35 25, 35 25. The reason, the reason why I'm saying this is because the, the, the bottom two teams in the AL Central are awful, like god-awful. Yeah, they're they're really, really, bad. really bad. When you have the Orioles and the Red Sox, who are teams that could be decent. I I, I know I'm – I mean, the, 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 hey, the Orioles were 12-7 and seven through 19 games this year. Yeah. Um, anyway, the, the, the Padres are going to come out of the NL for the reason that they were really close to winning game one of the NLDS this year against the Dodgers. And I think if they had won that – and also they didn't have Mike Clevenger. I mean, Clevenger, Lamette, and Paddock, that's a really good, you know, rotation. And we still have Davies and Trevor Rosenthal who are, who are competent. Trevor Rosenthal is like one of the best, maybe the best closer in baseball. Right, right. So we still got more competent pitchers on top of those. And you know who we also have? We have, um, we have Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis. Uh, on the left side of our infield, and that's just not going to be beaten in the entire NL. And if they if they're able to hold on to both Moreland and Hosmer, right. and yeah. NL Rookie of the Year probably Jake Cronenworth, and then Will Myers. Yeah, I mean it's just ridiculous. And and Will Myers, you were talking about his you know revitalization this <laughs> it's year. Twenty fifteen Will Myers. Yeah, right. And and Eric Hosmer this year, while he wasn't batting great in the beginning of the year, he ended on a serious hot streak. And Tatis is just freaking amazing. I mean, like Austin about, Nola is good for some reason. Right, he is. Yeah, I mean, the, the whole team is very fun and very uh, <laughs> and 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 you know, they're hey, do you guys want to see the unwritten rules that they broke? They're right here on my screen because they're not written. Um, and uh, and I, I, you can flip your bat on a grand slam. It's okay, um, Tatis. People talk about Tatis's batting. He's also one of the best defensive shortstops in the entire league. The man makes diving catches every single game. Every game. Um, and, yeah, and he's got to be—he's got to be one of the most fun and exciting young players in the entire MLB. I mean, who's—who's who's to say how high he could go? But regardless, I like the Padres out of the NL, and then out of the AL, I still need to think about it. I honestly haven't thought that you know picked it yet. I want to pick the White Sox because I love them, but the the lack of a starting pitcher beyond Giolito. Uh, I mean, Keuchel's Keuchel's good, but he's not—he's not—he's not, he's not, a, he's not as good. So, yeah. Um, I like your athletics pick, Owen. I just don't know that they, they can go all the way. I, and I can't pick the Yankees. Am I going to pick the Yankees? Um, 
No, I. God, yeah, I'm gonna pick the Yankees. I think no, no, Taylor. I think we have the the same one. I, you got me with your explanation. I mean, how can you stop Lemayhew, Judge, Giancarlo? I mean, if they're all on the There's, field, it's just all not- you have to do is play them in the playoffs, and then they'll just lose because they're not right, good there. Right, or or just play them in the regular season because they won't play because they're always hurt. <laughs> um, but still, I think honestly they could make it next year as a wild card team if they get hurt, um, or if they and, don't, then they would be the one seed. And I just want to—I I, just—I just pulled up the Padres roster into a deeper look. Um, first base: Hosmer Moreland. Second base: Cronenworth. Shortstop: Tatis. Third base: Machado. And then the outfield is Trent Grisham, Will Myers, and Tommy Pham. I mean, come on! How was that even allowed? I, I mean, mean, Tommy Pham. Is, Fam was hurt. Fam's good. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure, but and and, and the starting pitching. Look. Look. Lamette, Clevenger, and um and Davies, and, and Paddock. Sorry, Paddock. are are all good. They're they're they might give me a little Tyler Glass now vibe, especially Paddock because he likes to blow <laughs> up a little bit. Um, but Lamette and Clevenger are very you know, good. Don, uh, who's, who's fifty. So. They just have a lot of a lot of guys. And, Drew Pomeranz yeah. is there. Right, 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 right. And oh, and finally, finally, we got to wrap this up. So we got next year's World Series. Who's our 2021 AL and NL MVPs? I just want to say one thing about my World Series pick. I want to change it really quick. I'm taking out the Dodgers. Nobody wants the Dodgers back in there. Give me the Atlanta Braves. Are you kidding me? Give me the Atlanta Braves. you were going to do that. I, knew, I thought you were going to do that the first time. They looked great. And, and they, they didn't have Soroka. The they they went up three one against the big bad scary Dodgers without their ace. And uh, you know, Freed 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 can be their ace. He's freaking amazing. And yeah, and Freddie Freeman, what is going to win MVP and NL MVP? And, and if he keeps, well, they're going to lose Ozuna, um, which is which is sad for them. But but still. So moving on to the MVPs, AL and MVP. All right. So, so first of all, to, for this year, I'm going to say that uh, they haven't announced it yet. Um, I don't know when they're doing that, but I'm going to th- I think Freddie Freeman's going to win it in the NL. In the AL, um, still kind of between Jose Abreu and Shane Bieber. I think it would probably go to Abreu because it's a hitter's. Award. Yeah, there's a, it's a, there's an anti pitcher bias. Yeah, there really is. Um, so I think it would go to Abreu. There's a couple of the names. There's a lot of names because there's only 60 games. But next year, all right, let's start with the American League. Um, <laughs> You know, here, here I'm gonna I'm gonna pick a Yankees guy just because he's unbelievable. I'm gonna go with DJ LeMahieu. Um, I like DJ when he was on the Rockies, and then when he went to the Yankees, I kind of hated him a lot. Um, but yeah, I, you know, he's 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 about as good as you as as good as you'll get. Well, he is as good as you'll get. He's the best second baseman in baseball, both defensively and offensively. I mean, he won. I don't I don't remember how many Gold Gloves he won with Colorado, but it was quite a few. I'm gonna go DJ LeMahieu in the American League. National League. Oh, there's just so many weird, weird options you could go. You could go with one of the Braves guys. Uh, there's like four who could win MVP there. Um, you could go. I think mm, this is actually really tough. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a shortstop. I'm gonna go Colorado. I think it's gonna be Trevor Story. I'm going to take Trevor Story. I'm going to take Trevor Story to win MVP. Again, Teddy, this is somebody Teddy and I were talking about. We were making our list of uh, best shortstops in baseball. And I think I have Trevor at, I think I have Trevor at two or three. I have Bogarts, Lindor, uh, 
Trevor Story and then Tatis and Baez. Um, Trevor Story is very good, and he's kind of flown under the radar. He had that. He started off his career with like ten homers in fifteen games or something like that, and then after that he kind of wasn't talked about as much. And now he's kind of back back in the press. So I think it's going to be Trevor Story for the National League. I'm going to take DJ LeMahieu for the American League. On the, on the topic of shortstops, this is kind of random, but do you guys know who the worst shortstop of all time is? Worst shortstop of all time is defensively. It, is, it, is, it, is it in recent memory? It is. It's it's a uh, it is a you know it, it's What's great. What's the team? It, it, it's one. Team. It's the New York Yankees. Oh man, Derek Jeter. It's Derek Jeter. <laughs> he is statistically, you know, the Yankees fans love to harp on it. And I know this is a bit off, off topic, but he's statistically the worst defensive shortstop defensive. of all time. 100. It's like yeah, I have a lot of respect for Derek Jeter. He's a great guy, and he was a, he was a very good baseball player. But he made a couple of plays, right? You know, he he flew into the stands one time, and then he sometimes he backhands the ball and then jumps and throws, uh, which for some reason we've coined the Jeter throw, even though uh, I'm sure Ozzy Smith did that a hundred million times in his career but that's the, that's the Jeter throw, you know, he's great, but defensively he is, has one of the worst defensive wars yeah. of all time. All right, Taylor, your MVP. Um, Ted, you know, I'm going to ride with the blue Jays here a little bit and I know oh. this is going to be interesting, but I'm going Vlad Guerrero jr. <laughs> I, you know, it, it's tough because MVPs usually have to bat for average. Like we didn't see Chris Davis win the MVP when and I don't think he was even close when he hit 53 home runs, um, which is going to be interesting. I, I think Vladdy will break 300, but I'll think he'll, he'll bat like 290, hit above, and if he hits above 50 home runs, which I think he will, it's a bit of a hot take. Um, he's going to win I think MVP. A lot of that, I think a lot of that depends on if he if they have him at first base most of the time because they don't like to give awards to DHs because they're like, Oh, you're fat and slow and you can't play defense. So that's half the game and you don't yeah. get to, you don't get to win. Um, yeah. But I, I think they're going to have it first from, for a majority of the time. So ah, that's a sneaky pick. I like that one. And then, and then for the NL, it's a lot, it's, it's, it's tough for me to pick this cause you know, there's, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of good players <laughs> and I, I don't think Freddie Freeman, if he wins it this year, I think he's, you know, He'll start to play. We say he's going to plateau, but no, he won't. He never uh, does. No, he never does. Um, I'm going to go with a Padre. And, you know, you're going to hate me for this. <laughs> you're going to hate me for this. You're stealing Teddy's picks. But Manny Machado no! is going to win. And I know Ted's going to pick the Tatis, which is just outrageous because he had a lot. It's not that outrageous, but it's, it's a good pick. Um, but I like, I like Machado. I like Manny Machado. Yeah, so, you know, this year's NL MVP was Freddie Freeman, who's 31. Uh, you know, that's, I, mean, I don't know if it's old, it's young, but it's, it's age. Um, and uh, I, hate I hate how 30 is now old in sports. Like, it's, it's, well, in baseball, it's like, it's kind of your prime, honestly. But yeah. It's not, it's not. In, in football, in football, if you're not a quarterback. 28. In football, if you're not a quarterback, 30. Anyway, NL MVP to me seems obvious. I mean, Tatis this year was at least the flashiest player. And, and in a lot of, areas one of the best i mean while uh while freddie freeman had like over 1000 ops tatis is sorry i said that's good yeah it's very good um tatis this year i mean it was was it was literally amazing Uh, he had 17 home runs uh in a 60 game season um 
regardless, I love him, and I'm going to pick him for MVP. And my chalk picks last year were just terrible. Sorry, this year it was it was uh, Frankie Lindor and uh, the awful player um, Christian Yelich was terrible this year. Uh, it's so bad, and, uh, and that did not work out. So I'm going to pick guys that are a little okay. Tatis is fairly on the radar, but just a little below you know chalk. Um, so I like Tatis out of the NL and out of the AL. Uh, I liked the Yankees idea, except I'm going to go with a guy that this year uh, was one of the best batters in the uh, AL, and I'm going to say DJ LeMahieu wins. AL MVP next year. He's super good. Um, you know, Yankee, it's it's Cowboys quarterback and Yankees shortstop. Uh, I, I hate that terminology so much because both are bad. Tony Romo uh, and Derek, <laughs> they're bad. Um, Tony Romo wasn't too bad. But um, LeMahieu is, this year was fantastic. I think he batted, he was, uh, he was the best. Yeah, he, he had 364 this year, um, which is pretty good. That's like, that's kind of good, Owen, right? That's um, pretty good. And led the AL in OPS. Yeah, he had uh, he had f- uh, um, over 1,000.11. So, um, yeah, I like it. But uh, regardless, great chat, guys, and, uh, and and good to end the season. Yeah. I, uh, oh, Owen, I think I deserve I, – I deserve – you deserve a, a um, payment of gratitude from me this season um, – I went from not a huge baseball fan to ever since late July, you've really got me hooked and uh, really paid some close attention to the MLB this year. Really enjoyed it. And you deserve a lot of credit for that. So let's pop. Thank you. That's, that's the power of the, that's the power of change up and America's national uh, national pastime. It brings, it brings people together. Hopefully it's not America's year. national pastime. <laughs> it's not, it's not at all. Um, Really quick, I want to throw out my Cy Young picks. I'm going to go Giolito and Soroka. I just wanted to say that. I just thought about it for a minute, and those are my – and I'm sure we're going to revisit all of these sometime early next summer if we're, if we're even still a part of Poundwave at that point. I don't even know. But I think that's all, that's all we've got for our World Series recap and 2021 preview. Um, thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, for listening. And we will see you next time maybe with, with a guest that we have – we had once, but had some audio issues and we like to have him back on. So we will see you next time on episode 13. <laughs>